Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Listening to the Man Cave Huddle, this is your host, Greg, and I appreciate you for taking the time out of your schedule so I could just sit here, talk to you, and we could kick it about sports. It's about that time of year, everybody. What time of year is that? It's that time of year where it's summer league basketball. Now, for all the diehard basketball fans like myself, you'll watch some of the games to see the superstar rookies, to see what they could do. But in the sports realm, the ecosystem, as they say, um, baseball right now, all the teams that are good have separated themselves. All the teams that are trying to ascend to be good or make the playoffs are doing that. And all the teams that aren't good are just chilling right now. So right now in baseball, it's just all about watching your team win if they're good and hoping nobody gets injured. There's no baseball. And for football, you just, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. But with the first topic of the day, let us talk about, and this will be the only topic of the day. Let us talk about college football and all the changes that are going on. Um, there are a lot of changes potentially within the next upcoming years that are going to affect the landscape of college football and fandom as we know it. It happened in basketball, but a lot of the true teams that were a part of some of the big time conferences still stayed. But you got conferences like the Big East and to all the diehard basketball fans, the Big East was supposed to be the big Easter Conference teams, right? It was supposed to be Georgetown, Syracuse, Connecticut, Rhode Island. What else do we have in there? St. John's. You had all the local teams in there. And now you got teams out in Iowa, Kentucky, not Kentucky. I'm talking about Louisville, the team. Pause if y'all thought Kentucky's in the biggies. But what I'm saying is it is conferences are now about teams that can generate money or have a big fan base that can bring viewers to either the TV screen or the seats. And when I one of the two biggest conferences right now Let's talk about the SEC, Southeastern Conference. I mean, every year, it seems that, you know, when you talk about college basketball playoffs, college basketball, college football playoffs, it's always the same the same couple teams. It's always Alabama in the mix, Georgia's in the mix, Clemson's in the mix, Ohio State's in the mix. And then, you know, every couple of years, you sprinkle in the Cincinnati, a Notre Dame, a Penn State, a Michigan but it's always those teams that are in the mix. And when you look at the SEC, as good as they are, and with Texas A&M recruiting the way that they are, they are looking to add more teams into that conference. I mean, you got a team, you got a conference now where they are potentially, potentially, this is a proposed solution. So, no, this isn't going to happen. This is what is being discussed. They're thinking about having five divisions of five teams, meaning 25 teams just in the SEC. 
Let's talk about some of the teams that are going to be added in that aren't a part of the SEC. You talk about teams like Florida State, Miami, Georgia Tech, Texas, Oklahoma, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Maryland, Wake Forest, Duke, and North Carolina. To me, this sounds like a merger of the SEC and the ACC. Why don't you just call it the SCC? Because that's what it seems like to me now in in basketball-wise. You still got Duke, North Carolina, and then you sprinkle in Kentucky with all these SEC teams that should be very interesting. You can't separate Duke and Carolina. That's almost... That, that, that would just destroy college basketball. But would you look at all these teams that are coming into the SEC? I mean, with all the teams that I just mentioned entering the SEC, you still have Bama. You still have Auburn. You still have Florida. You, st- you, you still have LSU. You still have Texas A&M. You still have South Carolina. I mean, you know, you can sit there and say what you want about Kentucky, but Kentucky is one of those teams like, you know, how Gonzaga used to be back in the day. Every four or five years, they rustle up enough talent where Kentucky's a legit team. I mean, and you're adding, oh, it feels as though the NCAA could literally have 25 teams in the top 25, and they're all from the SEC. But hold on now. Wait a minute, because there's another conference too. The Big Ten. The Big Ten, with all the teams that are in the Big Ten now, they're looking at adding, and they've already committed, USC and UCLA are going to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Other teams that are on the outlook but could potentially be invited in are the Oregon Ducks, the Washington Huskies, Colorado, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, when you look at Big Ten, right, we're talking about the Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Purdue. Granted, this conference isn't as deep as the SEC, but they have a very top-heavy unit. I mean, take, for example, Ohio State. They just recruited three, no, I'm sorry, two five-star receivers and in Two years, I'm sorry, after this upcoming football season, they're going to have a freshman five-star quarterback. They're not slowing down. They're just retooling. So when you have teams like the SEC, the Big 12, all the teams that are coming in, it just makes you feel like, is it NCAA football or is it just a combination of like the, you know how you have the NFC and the AFC in football? Is it just going to be the SEC versus the Big Ten? I mean, what about the Big 12, the Pac-10? I mean, geez, you got teams thinking about leaving like the Washington Huskies, Oregon, Colorado, USC and UCLA already left. I mean, could you imagine what it's going to be like for the Trojans of Southern California to travel In December, no, I'm sorry, not December, in November, across the country to play a Penn State. What about a UCLA in early November having to fly and play in the snow at Ohio State? And let me tell you something. 
when you USC plays Notre Dame every year, and they had one guy that was the the AD, and he said, "We will play Notre Dame as long as Notre Dame wants to play us, but we will not play at Notre Dame past Halloween. Why? The weather change." Because the players felt that the cold weather, it affected their style of play because they're used to playing in warm weather. Now, let me tell you something. It's easier for a cold weather team to adjust to to adjust to a warm weather city. And it's not that humidity like playing in Miami like the U. We're talking about it's snowing and then you're going to play in 70 degree weather as opposed to You've been practicing in 70-degree weather all week, and then you got to play in maybe five, six, six inches of snow. Or it's not snow, it's just 20 degrees outside. That's tough. That's a tough sell and a tough ask for USC. But it's all about the money, and that's why these teams are doing it. I mean, at the, at the end, the bottom line for all this player movement is money. And it's going to generate more money for those two conferences. Now, one big elephant in the room that has been an elephant in the room for years now is the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. They're an independent team. They have a brand and a following strong enough to be one of the rare teams that could still be a top flight team and be an independent. But for years now, it's been rumored that they're going to join a conference a couple of years ago during the pandemic, they had joined the ACC for one year, made the ACC championship game. That was the year in which um, I believe it was the championship game that year was LSU with Joe Burrow and Clemson. But we lost. Um, we I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say, share my my uh, my loyalty there. I'm trying to be professional. But, um, you know, Notre Dame, they did lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game. And many people feel like the only way for them to make it to the playoffs or to really have any sustainability is to join a conference. There's a lot of things that go into that. And I'm going to try and explain a couple of them. For me, when you're going to have a 25 team conference like the SEC, that means you're going to have one piece of pie and it's going to be cut up 25 different slices. Granted, some slices might be bigger than the other, but you're still going to have to cut that pie up 25 different ways when that royalty revenue money comes in from your television contract, right? Notre Dame doesn't have to worry about that. They had their own deal with NBC, and when they're not on NBC, they play on ESPN, CBS, or ABC. So they're literally one of the rare programs where they're on national TV week in, week out. And the only time that they're not is with the new streaming platform. Last year, there was one game that wasn't on national TV. It was on Peacock due to Peacock trying to get their numbers up. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that Notre Dame will or do they need to join a conference? Um, when you sit there and you ask yourself that question, A, the money. B, they haven't done it. They would probably go to the Big Ten if they did it. But then if they did that, that would... 
would it hurt their recruiting in that now they couldn't play a national schedule that they play? Because Notre Dame, they play USC, they'll play teams in Florida, they'll play teams in the Midwest. I mean, they, 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 they've gone and played at Georgia, right? They've scheduled and they're going to play at Alabama in a couple of years. This upcoming football year, they're going to play at Ohio State. They've played at Clemson, right? I mean, Miami, Florida, Florida State, they've had those schools come to them to play at the Notre Dame. They've played uh, USC every year out there in Cali. They had the Shamrock Series where they have a special team last year. It was Wisconsin where they play at a neutral site. It's a neutral site game. But my thing is this. You sit there and say to yourself, if it's only four teams, then the only way Notre Dame could get into the playoffs is to get into a conference. And I agree with that. But then if this we're talking about this being all about the money, I I don't have any proof. But for me, if this is about the money, I think that the college football players are going to expand. And let me tell you why. I think they're going to expand because when you have a conference like the SEC and you're going to have all these good teams where it's like you're going to only be able to take if at the current system, you have 25 teams. So let's say one year you have a um you have you have, you have um a one year you have a one loss Alabama playing uh not playing in a championship game because you have Georgia playing Texas, right? In in, in SEC title game. Now the winner automatically gets that bid. But then let's say Oklahoma or Texas A&M might be more deserving of Alabama or are in that same boat as Alabama to get that second bid for that 14 championship, right? Because what are you going to do? You're going to have three SEC teams and have one Big Ten? It looks like it's going to be two and two, right? So how many good teams in the SEC would be left out for them to feel like it's worth it to be a part of that conference? But what if you expanded the playoffs? You have four teams now. What if you had eight teams? What if you had 12 teams? And maybe you shorten the regular season down where every team has maybe like nine, 10 games max. And that 11th or 10th game is the conference championship if you are so deserving of having one. And now you got teams. And look at the ACC. In terms of basketball, they have a conference where there's so many teams, they have a double buy for the one and two seeds. So you could have a situation in football where there's a double buy and you have teams where the bowl games could still be incorporated by having the bowl games either a be neutral site playoff games or you can have in the early rounds. Teams play hypothetically. This isn't for real. I'm just saying hypothetically. Let's say this past year you have a team that's up and coming and they're having a great year like Cincinnati. What about having Cincinnati play at Notre Dame? And then Notre Dame would play, let's say, at a Texas. And then the winner of that game would play in a bowl game. And the top bowl games would be your route or your path to a national championship. You'd still have your other bowl games that are just your uh, 
bowl games for teams that aren't in the playoffs, but the big bowl games, those would be the bowl games to your natural championship. And like they do this year, you could rotate the site of that national championship game via the bowl venue. I think that's what's going to happen. And if that happens, I don't foresee Notre Dame joining a conference because the bigger the pool of teams that would make it easier for Notre Dame to be a part of that because you don't want 12 teams and it's basically six SEC and six Big Ten because the problem with college basketball is that you don't know who's in what conference and you only watch the top teams and you only watch in the tournament. Now, there's a difference between football. I get it. It's a national pastime. More people watch it. More people care about it. More people are more invested and dedicated to it. I get it. But what about the other conferences? Are we just going to sit there and say, ACC, sorry. Pac-12, sorry. WAC Conference, sorry. All these other, other, other conferences, sorry. Because now what you're saying is a team like Cincinnati, they had a great year. A whole bunch of seniors, they deserve to make the playoffs. They lost, but they earned the right to participate in the postseason. And I think if you sit there and don't allow teams like that to earn the right to participate in the postseason, I get it. It's all about money. But you're also going to turn off half the country. Now half the country is going to be watching and you might be able to get your money that way. I get it. But like I said, if you expand the playoffs, more games, more revenue, more checks for SEC teams, Big Ten teams and Notre Dames and the Pac-10s and your Cincinnati's, they can all sneak in and you see what happens. Right? Right? I mean, a couple years ago, what? Gonzaga, 10, 15, 20 years ago, was a Cinderella team. Granted, they've lost two national championship games in the past couple years. But the point is, is that 20 years ago, they were a Cinderella team. But with the ability for them to have hope to make the tournament and be in the big dance, they were able to recruit accordingly to where now, with the transfer portal, Five-star players coming out of high school, they're getting those players. And that can happen for any other team in college football. It's going to be very interesting to see because in a couple years, what we know now as college football fandom, I mean, think about it. Texas, Oklahoma, the Red River shootout. That's just going to be a Texas, that's just going to be a SEC regular season game. I mean, you're going to have teams like the Miami, the U, playing Alabama? I don't know how these conferences or how teams are going to play. You're going to have teams like North Carolina play Texas A&M. Man, I'm telling you, you telling me. You're adding more teams, but all are you? is the conference going to be that strong? Or are you just adding nice names to the conference? That's another thing, too. Because you're adding all these teams, and are they bringing bringing value, or are you just plucking away good teams or merging other conferences 
we're going to see what's going to happen. But in the end, in the end, no matter what happens, follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. Um, Now, what? one thing real quick, real quick. NBA. I mean, how great is the NBA? I mean, they had their finals. It was an epic finals, maybe the best they've had in a couple years. And every day, you can't stop talking about them. I mean, you can sit there and say whatever you want about the major sports in America. But the two major sports in America are football and the NBA. Because when the NFL season starts, they take over everything until Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is over, and boom, they go dormant until the NFL draft, and they go dormant again. The NBA, that is a sport where we are we are still going to be talking about where's Kevin Durant going, where's Kyrie going, are they getting traded, what are the packages, where's DeAndre Ayton going. Is anybody getting moved? What players are going to get moved? We're still going to be talking about this till the end of July until football camp opens up. Because then once football camp opens up, it's all about, it's going to be about one thing. Football. Anywho, that was the only other topic I want to talk to you about. Like just how amazing and the discrepancy, you could say whatever you want. Baseball, wonderful sport. Wonderful sport. Hockey, entertaining sport but when you talk about you starting off espn or sport talk radio unless it's a specific dedicated show to baseball or hockey you're starting off with football or basketball as your opening monologue anyways as i like to do with um, every episode i'm gonna end you with a positive quote and my positive quote for this episode is by mike tomlin head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. His positive quote is, the standard is the standard. It doesn't matter what you say the standard is. The standard is the standard. And he made a reference to a fast food chain. He said, wherever you go in America, no matter it be Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Burger King, Bojangles, whatever fast food establishment fast food place you go to the value meal number one is always the value meal number one whether it be in california texas florida or alaska the value meal number one at chick-fil-a is always going to be the value meal number one at chick-fil-a wherever you are and you know what you're getting and he said that's what he means when he says the standard is the standard no matter the day the team the situation or the scenario You know what you're going to get. Why? Because the standard is the standard. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.